story. Welcome to Pilot Boys. Uh, my name is Caesar. I am the host. Today we have our editor, Michelle, and Karen, as always. Hello. Hi. As some listeners may know, I don't know, like the thing we do every 10 episodes is we do like an older pilot. A throwback uh, this week episode. We thought, a throwback episode. This week we thought we'd do community. Well, Michelle suggested it, I think, because she had been watching it you want to tell us about that yeah i had just finished watching it and i knew the throwback episode was coming up soon so i was like hey let's review community but you had just seen that fucking uh the read right the table read yeah i saw the table read and like when i watched it i was kind of like damn like i really miss community i should go back and rewatch it so i did yeah so it was the table read and then the question answer thing and then I just decided to rewatch the the show as a whole. So you introduced me to the show when it, it was coming out, like two thousand nine ish, and I remember. I, 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 okay, so I should also mention that we recorded this once already, and it like crapped out. So we're redoing this. So it, every time this happens, it feels like you're trying to strike the same lightning or like trying mm. to capture or like hit the same points but it's kind of hard to remember but like i do remember yourself yeah <laughs> i do remember in the last podcast that since i mentioned that you introduced me to the show at the time in in 2009 or 2010 there was another college show called greek and i had confused the two and because that one dude uh clark duke was in it i like didn't fuck with it because i was like this isn't a show for me like this is <laughs> this is like an, uh, some oc shit which I know you you guys are like fans of. I've never watched the OC. What? Really? Ever? Yeah. Karen, I try to convince Caesar. I'm like, you know, I feel like that's like my one blind spot. You know, in terms of like teen sitcoms and teen whatever it was, teen dramas. You have to watch it. Well, I was trying to convince him, but he doesn't want to watch it. But I did uh-huh. watch Greek yeah. when it was still on. Um. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, like I. I but eventually she bought it on like DVD, uh, and then like you lent it to me and I watched it and I was I was a really big fan. But some of the big things we talked about last time uh, was like our experience and how much we related to it from like our experience of going to community college, especially at the time when this was premiering and like when we were you had introduced me to it. Yeah, today I was thinking about like, like oh sorry, go ahead. Oh, today I was kind of thinking about, you know, like, Community has kind of, like, zany characters. Mm-hmm. So I was, like, trying to think of, like, the zany characters we had, like, in our community college. And, like, one yeah, of the We definitely pe- had them. Yeah, we had, like, the witches that would, like, just hang out and do, like, pagan stuff all the time. And then <laughs> you and I had that guy in our class. We referred to him as Nice Guy Cholo. Do you remember yeah. that guy? He was, like, this cholo in, like, a... Fo- in, it was, like, a logic class yeah and like he just always seemed so nice and like earnest <laughs> and we we're just like you know he's just doing better for himself like but he had like a, <laughs> we, the trollo cut you know like he was bald and like we made like a family backstory for him yeah but there was also like the the chess guy who like oh my god i remember like that Sherlock, guy yeah and you had like the hot room 
Yeah, I do. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, Sherlock. I think. Yeah, and I think that that they nail that part of community college, like just kind of the randomness. And I mean, obviously, it's taken up to like a higher level because it's a TV show. But but well, let me pull up my my outline. You didn't ask me what my experience with community yeah, college yeah, yeah, yeah. was. Like. <laughs> so tell us, Karen, how was uh. Your prestigious school that you went to. <laughs> no, no, no. I just wanted to say that, pri- like, when I started watching the show, I had no experience with community college because I went to a four-year. But I did, after college, after I graduated, I started working at a community college. And mm. I feel like watching community, like, watching the pilot again gave me, like, a different perspective because I just had zero, like ties to a community college mm-hmm. prior like when I watched mm-hmm. it the first time around and now that I'm watching it again it's just I can identify the same kind of randomness you guys were talking about like you guys experienced it as students but I feel like I experienced it on like the administrative end a little bit mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. and I can like even like when I see the administration on community like it is kind of zany still like some of the decisions that are made in community college administration make no sense okay so Let's talk about specifically the show. So, like, how did it feel watching it this time around and, like, watching it then, you know? Like, the things that struck me the most is, like, the timing, you know? Like, it was such a different era watching the show in 2010. And especially because, like, I don't think it had the reputation it had yet, you know? Like, watching it now, we're watching it with all the full knowledge of, like, it being community already. Like, this cultural piece that like was an oddity but like had such a strong fervor and this is actually some of the stuff that i didn't hit last podcast we didn't talk about like its impact as a show and like you know like how clever this show and how well written like we did talk about that but specifically what i didn't talk about and like my cultural shock just recently i guess we've been watching a lot of old like 90s not not old but like 90s sitcoms Mm-hmm. And, like, you see the difference between, you know, a, a, a studio sitcom that has, like, a laugh track and multi-camera or whatever. And there's so much, like, canned kind of, like, say a joke, wait for laughter. And, like, it's it's that format. Yeah. But, like, it hadn't hit me that when we were watching it, I was just like, oh, fuck. Like, we're in the modern era now. Like, you know, Community was 10 years ago, but it still feels pretty fresh. And, yeah. like... It was strange to see, well, one, a lack of fucking, you know, there was no laugh track, but also just, like, how fast and, like, how many jokes they throw at you and, Mm -hmm. like, how different sitcoms are. And I feel like Community is such a... It was one of those shows that really showed that difference in terms of, like, in the era, but also just in TV for Mm -hmm. me. So, yeah, talk about what it was like watching it now versus then. I think now I I feel like I could appreciate it more just because like I kind of well I've I've seen the story like as a whole like even like the episodes that like aren't as good as the other ones like I could still appreciate them like for what they are. There's an episode I forgot what Ovid refers to it as like the bottle episode. Yeah. Mm. The the episode it's like where they like stay inside one place. Yeah, and like when I first watched it, I didn't really like get like what they were doing like i didn't really like you didn't know the the language 
Yeah, I didn't know the language, and also I didn't, like, appreciate it for what it was, but, like, rewatching it, I was like, wow, like, this was a really good episode. And I feel like there's a, there's a lot of that. I mean, I, I don't know how much of it there is in the first episode, but there is a lot. Like, that kind of wit is what the show becomes known for, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, for me, I didn't start watching it until, like, I was already in college, so in 2011. Okay. 2012 so it had already been on for a few seasons i think maybe two seasons or three but i came across it mostly like on the internet because it was just like a very highly referenced show yeah and this feels like i'm quoting myself yeah (laughs) but like i mean this is important i think this stuff is important because i think that, that my experience is still true even if i'm repeating myself yeah but like it's important to acknowledge like this goes back to what it was like watching it then and how much this show dominated, or not dominated, but like was everyone kept posting it because it just felt like it felt special to watch it and like share it with people. Yeah, and it was it was very witty, and so I only ever understood it as like as like I I came across it as like those screen grabs of like Abed saying something or like whoever says something kind of clever. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, okay, well maybe I should give it a try. But originally I was turned off by the show because of Joel McHale. Cause I only knew him. Like he was the most visible character to me and I only knew him from the soup. And I was like, eh, he's why would I want to watch this guy? He doesn't seem like that likable. He's kind of a douche. Yeah. Um, and that's who he is in the show. But you know, they play on that character a lot. Which is great casting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, like he was that guy. Yeah, like, like it, he was, is Jeff, it was perfect. So yeah, so once I started watching it, I, I re- like I quickly fell in love with it, and I was like excited to be part of the jokes, like to understand the jokes that I saw online or the references yeah. that I saw online. Yeah, and especially like Troy and Abed were like internet heroes at the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which I'm just regurgitating what I said. <laughs> I also think, like, at the time that it came out, it felt very, like, culty. Like, not a lot of people were talking about it other than, like, on Tumblr and stuff like that. But I feel like... Mm -hmm. Like, for example, when I was watching the Q&A, Donald Glover was talking about how when he was on the show, he kind of felt like he was, like, on the, like, alternative, like, punk show. Whereas Parks and Rec was, like, the popular show that everyone liked. That, like, was funny. And, like, I I really did get a sense of that, like, when it was first coming out. Like, a lot of people that liked it were just, like, people on Tumblr. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Because it was, like, the... It was, like, well-written. It was, like, well-acted. It had, like, a funny cast. And, like, it it felt like it had a lot of things going for it. And, like, because of that, I I think that... I mean, and, and this speaks to, like, the show's struggle... With, you know, possibilities of getting canceled or fucking, like, internal struggles with actors. But, like, the, all that stuff is kind of outlined. Also, in, in, in its community, like, its its audience is, like, very... They followed it no matter what, even though it was going through, like, such radical changes. And it was because it was, like, it felt really special. Mm-hmm. So, uh, let's talk about, like, I guess, why it felt so different and i think a lot of that has to do with like it being written like a movie which is something that dan Harmon talks about in the commentary for the first episode but essentially like one of the things he's known for is the monomyth the story circle which is just like reinterpretation of uh 
Joseph Campbell's like hero's journey. Um, and it's really character driven. And in the first episode, we really get that because it's the premise is really, you know, there's not much of a premise except for like Jeff starting this study group to fuck this girl, which is Britta. Mm-hmm. Um, but like in that kind of airy character, except for Britta, has an arc. Mm-hmm. Um, where like they had something that they wanted and they achieved it, or like they had desires, like they were agents, you know, like they all had something that made them interesting or like made you interested in wanting to watch them. How did it feel noticing that? Because I, I feel like I, I just I just beat you guys over the head with like talking about this process, especially when it's like about Rick and Morty or whatever. Because I mention it every time. <laughs> you are a big fan of it. Um, like but like yeah how does it how did it feel watching this in like just a sitcom format which is not traditional I guess what I'm impressed with is that in in this uh in this first episode and going off of like the you know the heroes the monomyth or whatever mm-hmm. that every character has its trajectory and I think what's so interesting about or like so smart about the writing was that it was kind of like almost like one line, you know, and you were like instantly introduced to the characters, which is really hard to do. Like, I feel like Troy didn't really have any, like had like three lines, you know, like the, the big group in general only had like two, three lines each, except for Britta and Jeff. Yeah. And I think that sure. Like they, like over time they change and realize who they are as people, but for, for the writing to introduce us, like, it was just such concise writing. Yeah. And I think that's really impressive. Yeah. I agree with Karen. It's like like within the first episode, you kind of have a general idea of like why everyone's there. And then you also have like an idea of like their personality, except for Britta. But yeah, that's actually really impressive because not a lot of pilots like achieve that. And also, like, I think one of the things we talked about a lot of time is that like, this is an homage to John Hughes and like an homage to The Breakfast Club, which they directly addressed in the first episode with Abed like saying the speech and also just kind of the premise of it. Mm-hmm. And even in that, like they were, it's like has this story that is it, that that movie is character driven, you know, like it's about these characters and like understanding each other and in the same way that community is. And everyone gets kind of like, a story that makes the audience interested in them, except for Britta. And mm-hmm. I guess we can talk about that now. Yeah, well, Harmon talks about, like, the whole story resting on British shoulders. And for that reason, he couldn't really give her, like, her own arc. I think that's fucked up because Britta is one of my favorite characters. And it just seemed kind of like... It seemed like she was just there to push along Jeff's story. Which, I mean, they admitted, like, that was the only reason... Like, she was there. And, like, yeah. it kind of sucks just because, like, throughout, like, the story, like, she becomes her own character. But, like, in the first... I feel like the first few episodes, you don't really get to know Britta because her whole thing is just, like, the desire of, like... Object of desire. Yes, See, I disagree. object of desire. I disagree. First uh-huh. episode, for sure. Second episode, I don't think so. Because second episode is, like... But we're talking she, about the first. I know, but I'm saying, like, <laughs> she's saying that her character arc in the first couple episodes is about, like, her being, you know, the object of desire. But I think 
and I, I talked about this last time, and if this is any credit, but this is only credit in hindsight, mm-hmm. is that, like, if Britta was Britta, as we know her, which is, like, this bullshitter, this, like, person who aligns herself with these, like, socially progressive uh, movements, but is, isn't really involved all that much, it feels like, you know, this is a huge departure from her character, because she seems very, like, empowered... In like a not not in like a, a jokey way, but like she seems like she's she knows her shit. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's parts of Britta in this that just weren't fleshed out yet, like mm-hmm. that you just don't understand who she's because she is like she has these characteristics of a character, but it's like not all there. Like she is she sees through Jeff's bullshit. She like is kind of this like standoffish person but ultimately cares about everybody and like she she has this like desire to help the group which she is at the end like the kind of the the person who's just like yeah all right like we'll forgive him mm-hmm. uh, but like those ca- those characters are there i just don't think that they were fully fleshed out but i feel like you get that especially like the aloofness mm-hmm. a li- like in the especially in the and you see it a lot more in the second season and i think the second episode of her like she buys abed film classes or something you know like her getting over involved like that that's one of her character traits mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but yeah i 100 percent agree that like because the story rested on her shoulder or like the conflict rested on her shoulders she, she didn't get much of a story arc which kind of sucks because that would have been cool like to see more of the women like have more of an arc in the first episode mm-hmm. yeah. but i think the first episode is about Jeff. Yeah. And so I can forgive that, like, Britta. But I really, I think that everybody doesn't really have, like, much uh, screen time besides Jeff. Yeah. And, like, we, at the end of the episode, we get to know Jeff and we get to know that, like, he is a bullshitter and, like, he loves to talk and he's brilliant at talking. But the fact that we don't really get to know the other characters besides their, like, one line of introduction, like, really sets up that, like, they are going to change in the long run. Like, it's just, like, you know, if it's supposed to be, like, an homage to Breakfast Club, like, in that movie, we learn that, like, not everybody is their archetype. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. like there's, there's more levels to everybody. There's more layers to everybody. Yeah. And so I think that's what the first episode is trying to show, that, like, this is who they are, right now on paper yeah and we're gonna get to know them more as the series progresses mm-hmm. yeah and i also th- i also think that that's that also speaks to kind of like the idea of community college in general is that like you know like these people are trying to better themselves at the rate at which they can you know like it's not and i think the first episode really establishes that idea that like everybody's journey with education specifically is not the same. Like these is, this is like a wide group of like misfits coming together under, you know, a Spanish group, but like it's the first episode and it's introducing these characters. It almost kind of has to introduce them as unknowable, like characters who they aren't any, like they aren't anymore because I think a lot of the show is about growth. And, like, if these characters were exactly the characters that we know and love now, they wouldn't be as great as they are. Like, I think 
the core of the characters is really there in the first episode. Like, you really get a sense of, like, each character, especially because, like, the Dean basically, like, just rattles it off in, like, the first minute or so. But yeah. I, I think the way they established the characters in the first episode is pretty, like, solid for the entire series, for the most part. But, like, did this feel like community? Like, did this first episode feel like an episode of community? Not really. Well, at least I didn't think so, just because, like like we were saying, like, it's just an introduction to everyone else, so it, it's very, like, it'd be like a shallow episode of community. Like, there isn't much yeah. to it. Whereas, like, yeah. I feel like the series as a whole, the episodes in general have lots of layers to them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, like, the premise of the show is so loose. Like, I think, I think that that's kind of like a, the tricky nature of the show is that, like, it's so loose and it doesn't have to be, like, it doesn't, it has such a, a loose structure where, like, it can be kind of anything. Like, mm -hmm. the premise is just that they're a community, but the wackiness of that world means that it can be anything. So, like, the yeah. first episode being about Jeff wanting to fuck Britta, but it ended up being, like, you know, like, <laughs> the real lesson was that we're all friends all along. Mm -hmm. That's kind of, like, like, it almost feels like community was just, like, a staging ground to test writing formats, like, TV writing formats, or, like, to break down what it is to, like, watch a sitcom. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think that's why, like, Abed is such a, like, genius character. Because he's... His character is, like, the framing device for us. Yeah. Like, he's what mm -hmm. situates us. Like, if it isn't for him analyzing the patterns of, like... Or, like, ascribing the situations to Breakfast Club, like, I don't think that I would have, like, gotten that connection. Mm. Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. And it just... It feels like Abed... Is like our stat, like the audience stand-in sometimes, or yeah. it's just like last time I oh, called him like, the citation. Yeah, 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 like yeah. He was like a character who's just acted as the citations for whatever media they borrowed from. Yeah, I had forgotten that you said that, and that was a very apt comparison. But I think that yeah, I think that Abed. <laughs> but what's also interesting about Abed is that like he is, he he is this character that like I think you can even relate it to. And like maybe this is a hot take, but I think you can relate parts of Abed to Rick Sanchez in some ways. But like, he's this like grand figure who constantly breaks the fourth wall, except not really. Like he breaks the fourth wall within the text instead mm -hmm. of like doing it. Like I, I always do this, but I compared it to Deadpool, where it doesn't feel cheap in that way. Where like he's just saying these things just to like say them like it feels because the character was built as this like media obsessed person it doesn't feel as cheap as just like i'm gonna make this cheap joke just to make it mm -hmm. you know like it, it feels like there was a lot of work actually put into what this motherfucker says all the time and i think like it goes back to what you're saying about even like old sitcoms where or older sitcoms where you like pause for the joke yeah and like pause for the laughter like Abed's references or whenever he like kind of does like a meta analysis of what's going on like the dialogue in community is so fast that even though he makes this observation like it's not like we're pausing 
the entire show to like, oh, yeah, that's like what he meant. Yeah. And like, ha ha, yeah. that's funny. Like, we're not doing that. And that's what I think that is what helps with like the rhythm of the yeah. show. Like, he doesn't call attention to it the way that like Deadpool would be like, it just screams like, look at me. I, I know this thing. Mm-hmm. Or like yeah. fucking that one book that we read. Ready Player One? Oh, yeah. <laughs> God, yeah. Like, where he's just like... <laughs> like makes... self-referential. Exactly. Like... Yeah. It's, um, so, it's so cringy. Like, it is. Back on and it I, think, now. Well, th- I think the reason why Abed feels so natural is because most of the time when you're watching it, it's almost like he's, he's like, what's keeping you on your toes. Like, it's almost like, are you paying attention? Like, mm. he'll remind you of things... Even though, like, you, you might have not caught it, or you might have. Like, I, I feel like he never feels like he's making you feel bad for not. You know, like, it always mm-hmm. feels like he's keeping you in the like loop. Like, in the loop. Yeah. Yeah, and it, that, that relates back to, like, he's... What did you call it for the audience? A stand-in? He's like a stand-in for the audience, or like a guide, almost. Yeah. He's like your, like, syllabus, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> or almost like a host. What if Abed is just the host of... Like, what if Abed is the truly the the main character? Because there's, I think there's a lot to suggest it. Maybe the first episode doesn't have it as much, but I could see Abed being the main character and everybody else just being like, yeah. I mean, I think he's a. I Abed is my favorite character. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I also like that, like, like even if you don't understand, like even if you don't get his reference to movies or whatever, like you still feel like you can laugh along. You're like, okay, and like yeah. if you have to look it up later, you can look it up later. Or you can just not, you know, you can just keep watching the episode and, like, it'll be fine. Yeah, like, I think that speaks to Danny Pudi's, like, great delivery. Like, a a lot of the, some of the best jokes are Abed for the most part, but it's also, like, just his delivery and, like, how he acts these lines of, like, uh, self-obsessed fucking media dude. You know, like, mm-hmm. like specifically, uh, I thought one of the funniest jokes, and this doesn't relate to him being, like, media-obsessed, but when everybody's talking about Jeff, like, just uh, taking this L because he didn't get the tests for all the the answers for his tests. Um, oh, when they're outside of the and, library. Yeah, and they're all talking, and then he's, they're not saying anything, so he's like, can you guys hear me? Am I deaf? But that that was kind of like that that joke kind of uh, both speaks to like the him being him not being able to read social cues, but also just like it, the delivery is just great. Like it's everything in, in is in the delivery. Yeah. Do you think it aged well? The first episode. I feel like compared to the rest of the series, the 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 pilot. I mean, it just doesn't quite... I mean, it's still good, but it's just not as good as the rest of the series, personally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But like I, not as, I still as enjoyed as it. Ex- yeah. Uh, why do you think that is? Well, I, I think it has a lot to do with what we were talking about, about how it only kind of introduces everyone, like, like, on a shallow level. Like, it doesn't really... Like, there's no real plot other than Jeff trying to bang Britta. And then, like, after that, that's when we get to, like, really explore everyone else. And I think that's what makes the show more interesting. It's not just Jeff. It's everyone else more than anything. Yeah. I think Mm. that's important. Especially because, like, Harmon talked about how, like, in the first episode, 
uh it was so hard to know what the show was like they didn't know the tone they didn't know like how they were gonna go about like making it and i think you can kind of get the sense of that because like the first episode it seems like it's gonna be mostly about jeff you know like you get these characters. It's his story. Yeah, the first... What happened? The first... Oh, sorry. I was going to say the first episode kind of feels like a will-they-won't-they they type thing between Jeff and Britta, and, like, that's it. Yeah. And if you just had that to go based on, like, what the show's about, you would be sorely disappointed, because the show evolves into something else entirely. And, like, maybe, maybe it's necessary to have that, like, first step and, and like, introducing us to... Who essentially is the protagonist? Like we, we mostly care about Jeff, but we end up caring about the other characters more as the show goes on. But what mm-hmm. I'm saying is like it's almost like they had to like it's the classic thing of like they had to bring you into this world with like a white dude, like you know, like yeah, he was the introduction to the world before like it gets really good. Yeah, I mean it's a it's a misdirection almost like yeah, but even at that. Like, even though this is such a drastic change from, like, the rest of the series for the most part, I think, at least in terms of story, I think the tone is pretty spot on. Like, it's not as funny as some of the rest of the episodes, but, like, the writing is there. Like, that that scene where, where Jeff fucking talks about, like... The pencil, like, if, if I name it Steve, like, you'll care about it because we care about stories or whatever the fuck. But it's, like, mm-hmm. he's such a good liar that, like, he can get anybody to, like, do anything. And that really does set up the show, especially because, like, we don't really take him seriously as the audience, but they kind of do. But it really does set up their dynamic in that, like, because he talked good, they listen to him. But it's not necessarily, like, that he's, like, the most wise. And I don't think Mm -hmm. the show ever makes it out to be, like, he's the one that you should be, like, taking your advice from. Mm -hmm. It's just, Mm -hmm. he's the guy that is the leader, but is very flawed. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even, like, it just feels like... I think it makes a lot of sense to center it on Jeff. Because Jeff would think he is the main character of his own show. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you know, like in comparison to everybody, like, of course he thinks that this show is about him, and of course he thinks he's the main character. Yeah. Um, and of course he's gonna get the girl at the end because that's just that's just what happens if he's the main character, you know? Mm-hmm. But then we come to find out that that's actually not true. Yeah. And that's what makes it worth watching because, like, Jeff is not the main character. I mean, we do care about him, and he is like the quote unquote leader, but. He's not the only one we care about. Yeah. We care about everybody's story. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's a good way to frame it, especially because, like, if you consider that the first episode is, like, Jeff's perspective of what he thinks he's, like, living as, like, it frames the show differently. Like, it's almost like you're getting a, 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 pre, a prelude to what community was through Jeff's eyes. Like, they're introducing you through the world through Jeff. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a better way to see it because, like, it has, yeah, it has some of the elements that are missing from Community, which is just simply, like, a plot. Like, every episode has kind of either an intricate or, like, a silly plot. But I think that, yeah, this introduces it pretty nicely as, like, through Jeff. 
Mm-hmm. And it also explains away why Britta doesn't have much of an arc besides being reactionary to Jeff. Because, yeah. like, Jeff doesn't really care about Britta. He just wants to sleep with her. Yeah. That's yeah. it. Like, he, he barely remembers her name. Yeah. Yeah, well, we talked about, like, the characters are the most important. So, like, Abed, I think, was pretty rock solid. Like, we don't get as much screen time as Jeff, but he also... And I think this is, like, introducing the character as, like, this... He almost seems like a Bugs Bunny type. Like, you know, like, one of those, like, characters who is, like, the cleverest character on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, And, like, we get that because he, one, sees through Jeff's bullshit. And, like, he just has, like, this superpower, like, that we don't know yet. You know, like, the, the media thing. But, like, he mm-hmm. he is, like, eccentric, and I think that they're barely starting to establish that, but I think you, you get a pretty good sense of it, of, like, who he will become. Mm-hmm. That's the one that st- st- stood out the most to me. Like, the other two, like, Abed, sorry, uh, Troy, Pierce, Shirley, and, and Annie. Annie. Like, they have good lines, but they're not, like, I'm not as interested in them as I am in Abed in the first episode. Mm-hmm. Is there any... Like, are there any characters of community that you identified with going into the show? That you're just like, oh, like, I kind of see myself as more of a this character mm. than a, that character. I don't think so. I mean, I, I just loved... I never saw myself on the show, but I loved fucking Troy and Abed's dynamic because I, I thought that they were like the next fucking uh, JD and and Turk from Scrubs. So I was, like, really into them. Uh, But I never really saw myself. I I mean, they're all kind of, like, they're unlike me. (laughs) You know? Like, (laughs) Jeff, I guess, to an extent. But I'm I'm not, I guess, as cool as Jeff. (laughs) Sorry, it's not this Jeff. (laughs) I see myself as the dean. (laughs) (laughs) This better not awaken anything in me. Nice. What about you, Karen? Did you see yourself as Pierce or... Yeah, definitely Pierce is an old white man, a millionaire. <laughs> what did you um, guys think of Pierce in the first episode? Or in he, general? I totally disliked him. Like, if Jeff was like a barrier of entry, like Joel McHale was a barrier of entry, like, I feel like after I watched the first few episodes, I was like, why is Pierce here? Like, he's yeah. like, sometimes, <laughs> like, sometimes I watch it and I was like, why, like, why am I watching this show with this character in it? Like, I felt gross sometimes that he, See, like, yeah. said stuff. Okay. All right, I don't, I don't, I don't think I'm not dying on this hill. But <laughs> after watching the first season again and parts of the second season, well, that was I my can, first impression. Yeah. Like now, yeah, okay, I can see his worth, and I think, well, one, it's a like it, we talked about this off pod, um, but like he's a relic of the time, you know, like he, it's kind of it's almost like a time capsule. But it's also, like, evergreen because... And what I mean by evergreen is, like, it feels fresh now because it's smart to make him this, like, old dude who just says racist shit. Because you know that he's an old dude saying racist shit, and all the characters know that he's an old dude saying racist shit. So it doesn't feel as much as, like, wow, he's being really offensive to be offensive. He's just being really offensive because, like, he's an idiot. Like, it never feels like... We're laughing at him, 
like the racist shit that he's saying and how he's making people feel by the by saying racist things it's always like he's an idiot buffoon for being racist that and i feel like community college always has that like one old person that talks too much and or it's like, like way crosses too a line sometimes shit. yeah 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 so like i i see the worth of his character and like you know he was he's fucking chevy chase like he was a big deal. I mean, not to me, but he was a big deal to people. <laughs> so I didn't like. I like. I. I think that he's he's also an interesting character that I hadn't appreciated as much. Mm-hmm. But like, I get I get why he's there now. Like, I see, I see his worth to borrow <laughs> from the first episode. <laughs> yeah, I I think also the fact that he's like a comedy legend yeah right but he's not a comedy legend to us we he didn't grow up with him at all i didn't even know yeah. he, i didn't even know he was a comedian prior to the show no you know and yeah. i think that that's kind of perfect casting yeah. <laughs> because he is a relic to us already well yeah. i remember i read a little bit about like he joined the show because because they wanted to build a character that was like a chevy-esque char- character where he was like kind of this old aging dude in like a new world kind of shit mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and he he joined it ultimately because he liked the writing of the first episode so much but initially like he didn't want to do it i think but like i think also and this is already like we have the hind we have the the gift of hindsight like i heard chevy is kind of an asshole when it comes to comedy stuff like he he has a certain way because that was like what he came up in, mm-hmm. and it—I mean, it—it's unfortunate that like parts of this the the kind of like the characteristics of Pierce are kind of true of like who Chevy is as a person. Like he—he mm. he also just didn't fully—I don't think he ever fully got what community was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and that that started to unfold later on when like they had that fallout. But I think that he works. Like, I think they found a way to, like, make his character work in the context of the show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, like, it feel, like it just feels clever that, like, some of the shit he says is super offensive, but it's because, like, he's under the guise of, like, an already old dude who says racist shit that if, and, like, you're just like, ah, oh, you know, like, I can, I can appreciate it, I guess. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. ridiculous because it's him saying it. Like, yeah. And it's almost like we can write him right off what he's saying as like an antiquated thing. Like people yeah. don't really think that way anymore necessarily. I mean, yeah, people definitely <laughs> think that. Way. Yeah, <laughs> but as like, but like what you were saying is that in the show, like all of the characters around him are uncomfortable and don't think that way, yeah. right? It's a reaction yeah. to what he's saying, and yeah. that's that's what the show is saying. Like, oh, like nobody actually thinks that way. It's just that he's old. Yeah, that's true. I think overall, though, like, the first episode very much felt like the first day of class. Yeah. You know? Like, the first day of, of class where you kind of meet everybody. You don't know who your best friend's going to be. You don't know who you're going to hate in the class. You kind of dislike some people based on, like, how they answered, like, the icebreaker question. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And it, it's also, like, I think, I mean, to get, like, cheesy, I also think that the show, a lot of the, like, most of what it's about is about, like, as I mentioned, like, you know, you're trying to do better for yourself at whatever stage in life, at whatever stage in life you are, meaning, like, each character comes from different backgrounds, but, like, what they all are linked by, even Jeff, even though it's kind of warped, 
is that like they want a sense literally a sense of community like they want to connect with people and like going to a spanish group in community college like that takes a lot of uh you know like it, it acknowledges that you want to study with other people and like at its base level it's just like wanting to connect with people at this at the place you are getting educated at you know what i mean Mm-hmm. So, like, I feel like, yeah, that the show really does nail its, like, title, which is just building community. And at the end of the first episode, we get the sense that, like, they do like each other or, like, working towards really caring about each other. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, the thing we talked about last time was that Chang wasn't in the show, in the pilot. Oh, yeah. And, and then, then John, John Oliver. <laughs> but, like, I, I mean, I think... Yeah, it sucks that Chang wasn't in it because he becomes, like, such a big part of it. But I thought it worked. It's also just, like, it's interesting to see John Oliver now. Mm-hmm. Oh, we talked about, like, the careers after. Oh, yeah, yeah. we did. Like, after Community. And, like, John Oliver, at that point, was, like, just a dude, you know? Like I think he was on... But he was in a household name, like he is now. Yeah, like, no. Maybe he's on a household name. Now but I don't he know. was on Daily Show, I think. Yeah. Yeah. But he, he wasn't like John Oliver. Like 20, he didn't have his HBO Emmys. show. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like he was like it was interesting to see him outside of that because he was a comedian first and like mm-hmm. now he's fucking this like he's like the next what John Stewart or whatever. Mm-hmm. Right? There was like a portion towards the end where like he came back. And I thought that was weird because I'm pretty sure he was already on his show. Yeah, I remember that too. What, uh, do you think there's going to be a movie? I want there to be a movie. And I feel like, I don't know. I feel like there's so many remakes. Everyone gets super nostalgic. I feel like it might come back. They get super what? Nostalgic. <laughs> How do I say it? How do I say it weird? I don't, I don't you hear say it. You nostalgic. Nostalgic. It's almost like N-A-W, nostalgic. Well, how is it supposed to sound? It's nostalgic. You extend the A-W. You extend the A sound. The uh sound. You say na. Nostalgic. Na. It's shorter. Nostalgic. Nostalgic? Almost sounds like an I. Nostalgic. Nostalgic. I will say it how I want to say it. Damn it. Yeah, I think the... I think Harmon's reputation with continuity... I'm pretty sure they will, like, at some point. I feel like he'll find money, or I don't know, I don't know. I don't know if it's ever actually going to happen, but it would be cool. Like, I mean, these dudes are pretty well off in their careers now. It'd be kind of crazy to get them back together. I feel like this would be the next arrest development. Cause, like, what do you think would be, like, the biggest barrier to, like, get it, like, as a movie? The Rousseau's? <laughs> Because they directed Endgame, <laughs> but oh, but, they, but you don't need them sure. to come back as directors. Like you can have the whole cast. But I think they were producers. Like they were, like they stayed on for most of the entire mm-hmm. show. Like I don't oh. know what, in what capacity, but Harmon and them were like a, they had producer roles for most of it. I mean I don't know. Like if the show were to come back in its like in its full form, I feel like the Rousseaus. I feel like they would be on board because it was such a special thing. But probably Donald, Donald Glover, mm, yeah, because he's yeah. just kind of elusive. But he showed up to the table reading. True. <laughs> anyway, uh, let's move on to the ratings. 
what would you rate it from one to five, Michelle? I think I'm going to rate it a four just because I love the you show. You want this to end and you're sweaty? Yes, <laughs> I want this to end and I'm I can, sweaty. I can tell how like uninterested everyone is because like, we're all hot. And, like, yeah, we're all like sweating right now. <laughs> and we're uh, trying to remember what we were saying before. Yeah. Yeah, that too. Well, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll cut around like the drier parts if we need to. <laughs> okay. We'll cut around. So, yeah, we... Yeah, we <laughs> like when we're when we're editing in the edit, in the edit bay. We'll the uh, edit def- bay. <laughs> at those parts. So, what would you rate it? One to five broken TVs. I would say four out of five, just because I love it. Why? And for the nostalgia, did I say it right? <laughs> mm. But like, what would you rate it? Watching it now, like just as the first episode. Like, if I wasn't connected to the rest of the show, probably like a three and a half. Mm-hmm. What about you, Karen? Maybe. I think if this was my first time watching it, like, me thinking back to when I watched it back in 2012, mm-hmm. I probably would give it, like, also 3.5, just because, like, I, for the reasons that I mentioned before. But now, I think I'm way more impressed with, like, the writing. Like, I can I can appreciate it more now yeah as Mm -hmm. a first episode and so i think i would give it like closer to a four Mm -hmm. okay i think i said 3.9 last time but i would definitely give it closer to a four because it was just it was really good but it was still like a little rough yeah around the edges and i think a lot of that has to do with like it's bare bones kind of premise like ultimately it's it's a it's about this shallow thing but i think the reason why it stands out is because at the end of the first episode, you get introduced to all these characters that you will soon learn to love, you know, mm-hmm. or like you'll just yeah. you'll tune in because it feels like you went to college with them. Like they're your friends. And they're your you community. Wanna, you start to care about them. Exactly. But I, I yeah, <laughs> I think as an episode, like unrelated to the rest of the series, it's it's not as good in comparison, but. Like, for what it's doing for to set up the entire series, I think it's still, like, a strong piece of writing and, like, a good piece of television. Especially, like, one that marks kind of this era that, like, shows how special TV can be for, like, the 2010s and, like, set up expectations. Like, this was such a special show and, like, its impact is still felt today and, like, how clever it made a lot of people like like it made a lot of shows realize that you can be this clever mm-hmm. and like this you know subversive or like whatever yeah i think in terms of mm-hmm. impact i think it has a lot of like ripple effects yeah that yeah. we might not even realize now like i mean i think rick and morty and this show have a lot of ties together one because obviously harman but like mm-hmm. i feel like this show set up so much of like what like the idea of like you can you can do this on a TV show with community, you know, like mm-hmm. that shit never existed before. And for that alone, coming from s- such a like basic place of like Jeff wanting to fuck Britta to mm-hmm. what it becomes is kind of impressive. So mm-hmm. I'd say on its own maybe like a four, but like just on writing alone, I think it's really strong. Yeah. I don't know if it's gonna get renewed though. 
Same cheesy <laughs> joke I used last time. Uh-huh. Uh, also, like, the continuity of it all. Like, it's... They're so good at, like, continuity and, like, Easter eggs. I feel like it's... Yeah. You know, like, it's just... It's for media obsessives. Yeah. Um, it is. But, like, also, you don't have to know everything about media to enjoy the show. Yeah. And it's really rewarding if you are paying attention. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, it has so many jokes for, like... It has different joke tears you know like you can get a little bit of it but like there are so many layers yeah and you don't feel that bad you know you're just like ah i didn't get that one i'll just get the next one exactly yeah um yeah well that's all i have for this episode thank you michelle for coming on and talking and coming on and talking do you hear my voice crack Mm -hmm. thanks for talking michelle and i mean i feel like this is also like a show that we shared like it's kind of like pivotal to our friendship like this is one of the shows that we watched when we were going to community college and like Aww, it kind of marked that era cry. for me a lot of time i mean i don't know about that mm-hmm. it just it just marked that era <laughs> um, for me oh it sounded sentimental for a second i was like oh she can't see your face yeah you can't see my face yeah i'm I flipping can't, it i can't I'm, see your face i'm doing the i'm putting well, I mean, my, I'm... my hand over my face and then saying hee <laughs> 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 But yeah, like I feel, I feel, I feel nostalgic when I watch it, and it takes me back to like being in co- in community college. Yeah, I yeah, I definitely get that too. Yeah, <laughs> and you're I like over this. You're like, yeah, sure. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm like so hot right now. That's cool. Okay. All right. No. All right. We're good. All right. All right, guys. Peace. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Nostalgia.